welcome along to a special Irish NFL show podcast where I am delighted to be joined by the wonderful Liz Bandari. Liz Hello. is a sport. Hello, Liz. I, I, I'll give you I'll give you your your proper introduction because you deserve it because you're a sports writer and a podcast host. You founded NFLGirluk.com in 2014 and you've been covering American football from a female fan perspective ever since. So you're very welcome to the Irish NFL show. Thank you. Yeah, I've been watching you guys since you pretty much started. So, yeah, I'm excited to join in a conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. And great to have the, the opportunity to chat and to, to have that conversation. And obviously, I'm familiar with your work, know you, um, have seen you at the various games, obviously on Twitter. But maybe for listeners who on, you know, over on this little island who are less familiar with you, you've been watching this sport for the best part of a, a decade or so. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, this this year, in fact, probably around now, it'll be in 10 years of watching, I got into NFL through my now husband, Um, he was already a fan, and we just, we literally started going out around this time, 10 years ago, and I was over at his, and he was watching this sport, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, like, I, I'm from a rugby league town, I'm from Warrington, and although... NF like American football and rugby are not the same in any slight way. There was something about the sports that that was similar to me at the time. And so yeah, I got really, really into American football at that point. And it's just something that um yeah, I was always a passionate writer anyway. And kind of that opportunity to kind of mix this new passion and new love for American football and my enjoyment of writing just became a thing. And here we are today. <laughs> yeah, and uh, obviously you, I, well, um, from, you know, you fell in love initially with the, the Seahawks and uh, that you had a, a reasonably good decade, right? <laughs> this is what always makes me laugh. And what my, my husband always takes the mickey at me for is that the season I became a Seahawks fan was then pretty much the season we went on to go and win the Super Bowl so I always remember it as I think we'd gotten to like the playoffs or something we didn't make it then our next season is the one we went on to go kind of win it so yeah he always likes to tell people that it was after and that I'm a glory supporter however I'm not and I'm still here <laughs> so yeah I chose Seahawks because they were literally the team that was on TV that day that I was over at his watching it. And yeah, I just, firstly, the color Navy is my favorite color basically. Um, And I'd really liked, I think it was, I think Richard Chin was the first player that I got to like see his personality on the field. And I was like, okay, I kind of like him. He's quite, um, like quite cheeky, quite, you know, playful and, you know, doesn't take, anything from anyone type of thing and I think that's where it all started I came to like him I came to love Russell Wilson I came to love Marshawn Lynch I mean the team that it was when I first became a fan like Legion of Boom that's yeah you can't ever match that <laughs> no that was quite the quite the season but I suppose in terms of the the Seahawks and obviously we're recording um after the the loss in in Munich but 
overall, it's been a, a pretty solid season. I mean, what were what were your thoughts when when Ross got traded? Were you because there, there, I think Seahawks fans were kind of divided into two camps. Some people were obviously very sad to see Ross go. Other people had kind of grown tired of it over the the last, especially over the last year, because he'd been on the Dan Patrick show. He kind of made it obvious the year before that that he wanted out. Um, and so they were kind of ready for him to, to go. Which of those camps um, did you find yourself in? Yeah, I I was in the sad yeah I was in the sad camp, but I don't lie about it. I was devastated that he was yeah being traded, and I don't even think I was really fully aware that he actually did want to go. I knew that he wasn't happy, but I don't think I ever pictured him going. I think that's because he'd always been there the entire time that I'd been a fan. He'd always been there, so for me to ever see him play for another team just felt really really weird. So when he got traded, yeah, I was the saddest little thing ever. I was so upset. And yeah, I, I took the Mickey out of him constantly because I went through that, that you know, the stages of grief. I'd gone from upset to annoyed. And I was in that annoyed phase for a good couple of weeks. I'd probably say literally up until I saw uh, you and Michael at Broncos training camp a couple of weeks ago. And it was only in that moment I was like, oh, just like, you can't hate, like, you can't hate him despite how he might be performing, you know, on the field or whatever, he just is such a, he seems like such a lovely person and he takes the mick out of himself. Like I very much felt that way for Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I just, in that phase of obviously him not performing so well, yeah, it was great to take the mick out of him because he's an easy target and he still is an easy target for people. Like even now Broncos fans, whatever they, you know, again, it's like anything you always, put the blame on one person or or like one coach or whatever and he's the one that's just at the brunt of it all so I kind of I feel for him <laughs> yeah certainly uh, a less than less than ideal start to his uh, Broncos career but the the Seahawks uh, are are flying high and it will be interesting to see um, you know how the rest of the NFC West season plays out because the Rams certainly don't look any great shakes. The the Cards won yesterday, um, but they they almost won. Um, you know, in in spite of themselves, obviously, um, kind of a, a number of injuries. Look, the 49ers look very good, but it would seem like it'll kind of be a, a battle between the the Niners and the Seahawks uh, for the division crown. Can you see, given the the state of the NFC, can you see the Seahawks making the the playoffs with with Gino? I would love, I would love to see that, and I think that's what's so funny. I I was in the camp that I had written off Seahawks at the start of the season. I thought, Do you know what, this is a a year of building. Like they're going to build for the next year or two with Gino, whatever, or or at the time Drew Lock, if he was ever going to play. Um, and Gino has just really settled into it well. He was a bit funny in yesterday's game. Oh yeah, it was yesterday yesterday's game. Um, or whenever this comes out, last week's game. And you saw parts of his old style where he was very much, oh, this is not a good player. Like Geno Smith is being Geno Smith is what some people were saying online. And so I felt for him in that particular phase, but then he bounced back in that game and, you know, it was unfortunate, you know, the team got the loss, but he was very, very good. I think like anyone, maybe the sleep catcher on them. But in terms of the season, yeah, I, I had written them off. I didn't think that there was going to be anything. I assumed we would be at the bottom the fact we are where we are is just incredible. So I'm almost not putting 
like even though there would never be any pressure from me to them directly they've got no idea who I am I am not putting the pressure on even myself as a fan to think that something may or may not happen um but this is what's so weird the NFC West for me was always a division that had always been the one to watch and it it's not there's there's other decisions divisions that are really strong right now and yeah it's been fascinating to see where it's all going really and again yeah our division's just been weird like how the Rams gone from being Super Bowl champions to like what they are right now again it's just that thing of any given Sunday you don't you might think and have a picture of how it's going to go in your head and it just does not go that way at all yeah and that's one of the beautiful things about the NFL is the fact that it does change so much from year to year Mm. and you can go in with high expectations (laughs) and and see them dashed or equally go in um, with lower expectations and uh, you know uh, all of a sudden you're pleasantly surprised (laughs) if um, I suppose neither of us made it to, to Munich though I mean the atmosphere I'm not surprised right given how big football is in Germany I deal with a lot of international students I see a huge number of Germans coming to watch um, NFL in bars in in Dublin. And we've also seen Irish players go over to Germany to play in the semi-pro leagues and they get like 10, 20,000 people regularly during the the summer months. So I'm not surprised by by the atmosphere. But I suppose for you, I know you've been to a, a significant number of games. Do you have favorite moments that stand out from some of the games that you have gone to so uh, quite a few that's the thing so for me not only am I a Seahawks fan I've grown to like you know love particular players across across the whole league as a whole so my first ever game was Lions Falcons that was 2014 that's around the same time I started the blog and everything like that so that I think will always be my favorite in the sense of it was my first ever game Again, see Seahawks live right there in front of me was absolutely incredible. Um, that was I. Part of me feels like that was yeah right before the pandemic, wasn't it? Um, so again, that was amazing to see. The year that the Texans came. Now I am a massive JJ Watt fan. Um, and the year that the Texans came more recently, and he wasn't there, and I remember I, for some reason I knew he wasn't coming. But then when it got to the part where the entrance and the players were coming out and he wasn't there, I cried. It was so ridiculous. I was like, JJ, what's not here? <laughs> I was so upset. So it's just been one of those things where over the years, it's come to the place, things like that. But I would say the the game that I think I enjoyed the most probably goes back to the Titans-Chargers game uh, quite a few years ago now. But the reason why that one sticks in my head so much wasn't just because of the game. While the game was wild, that ending was ridiculous. But it was the overall atmosphere of the weekend. I'd done a couple of events that weekend. And well, I'd done three weekends pretty much back to back. But the Titans fan base from Germany were over. And they pretty much did a takeover of my event. And it was amazing just to meet all of them. And the fact that they traveled, like, we're used to it as kind of British fans to bump into other British fans. But to, you know, for, for the German fans to come over, and now they've got their own game, which is amazing. So, yeah, there's a lot, lot of things I could put it down to it's hard to pinpoint to like one particular favorite I think I've just got so many good memories of yeah NFL in London overall yeah I know I mean the I suppose the the way in which the, the game has grown and how seriously the NFL is now taking it 
putting Brett Gosper in situ, Henry Hodgson moving back to the UK. And obviously, you know, we saw, we talked about Germany. I think the, it's going to continue to grow, but I'm interested because I know you've kind of been involved in the community of the NFL in, um, in the UK um, since about kind of 2014 or thereabouts. And I'm really interested in like hearing from you in terms of how you've seen that community grow, change, develop. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 absolutely grown, and I think the NFL's always like always had a a, a fan base. Obviously, you know, from like the eighties and nineties, where they've always had yeah this this fan base. But I think social media, Twitter in particular, is what has brought everyone kind of together. Like, despite Twitter being what it is right now, like Twitter's always been the key channel when it comes to the NFL community. Yes, there's a Facebook group that the NFL run which I also help volunteer, like um, moderate and things like that. But yeah, Twitter is that kind of, that's built it. And it's very much, I would say, like a tight-knit community. Everybody knows each other. It is very much when it comes to London games, like, oh, they're so-and-so from Twitter. It's like everyone you know is there. But it's been amazing to see how it's grown. And there's that battle, unfortunately, that the NFL are in, in that from a marketing perspective, they want to approach new audiences, which then annoys the long-standing fans because they're like well who is this person like who is that singer or whatever they can't like I feel like the NFL can't win in that respect like they're gonna like either not get the new audience or or, or annoy the new fans but I think that's where people like Brett and Henry have come along who are very very obviously into American football in the first place like they're running the business and they're taking it to where it is I think is great so I think Yes, it's grown a hell of a lot. And I still think there's more. There's more to come on that front for sure. Absolutely. I think we will definitely see um, games. I'm convinced games in Paris and in Madrid wow. um, w- within the, the decade when you see in the way in which Brett was able yeah. to help world rugby grow um, and, and was so successful. I have no doubt that that will be the case. And, you know, when you were in London or or Germany yesterday, you could see, you know, from the interaction, that fans have traveled not just from Germany, but from all over Europe, all over the world, indeed the world. Yeah. And I think that part of Twitter, it's that ability to experience it live, right? So when Justin Jefferson makes yeah. that catch last night, everybody can react instantaneously everybody can talk about it everybody can um you know and the nfl i think have been very clever with the the way in which they allow the clips to to go up instantaneously i i I can think back to the premier league and how hesitant they were um and and therefore you know you don't get maybe the the um, kind of camaraderie um, and that's one of the things that I, I definitely sense amongst the the NFL community um, you know obviously um, not not everyone but for the most part I, I think it it does exist and I, I, I am interested in because you know you you do rightly call it out like you offer you know a female fan perspective and I think that that is important and the league is you know may, you know has woken up over the last couple of years to, to the importance of that <laughs> and the importance of more diversity writ large and I suppose from your perspective has there been real progress in that respect Liz? From a fan perspective and even from a like women in the actual NFL or around the NFL like when you compare the two things women when it comes to reporting and things like that was way advanced in America that had been going on for years and then when you think about say like 
our football, so soccer, female reporting was quite rare a couple of years ago and it's gone through that phase of who are these people why are they talking about this sport to now being accepted as like the norm and don't get me wrong you know that still has its errors and it it will change as as it becomes more of the norm but yeah to have seen how it's grown in the NFL to see the different women in America and now there's more women coming through here in the UK so I think when I first started writing 10 years ago eight years ago is when I started writing my cinema when I was a fan 10 years ago there wasn't as many females talking about it I think I could probably count like a good handful at the very beginning and now to see so many girls talking about it passionate about it is exactly what I wanted to see and and even still now there's still more that can be done there's still more you know visibility that yet is yet to happen um but it is becoming more and more normal. I know I've said normal a lot now. <laughs> um, especially with her huddle, that was something that the NFL UK wanted to do a couple of years ago. They wanted to have a female-specific show. And it's not that it's just for women to watch. That's not at all, you know, the, the point of it. It's just that it's a group of women talking. That's quite a rare thing in the in the UK. Um, and that's kind of where that her huddle started, and it's amazing having Hannah from Sky Sports involved in that, myself and Ash as like regular guest hosts. And then now that's now on Sky Sports as both a TV show and then like a a podcast as well. So it's just one of those things that at the time it's quite rare, but it's going to become more and more normal. Like this is just, it's it's not going to be a a thing anymore that it's women talking about American football. It's just going to be people talking about American football. It'll just become yeah normal yeah no I I definitely think um it has come a long way and I think you know when I think of people like we've had on the the show like Mina Kimes right Mina nobody thinks of like to me Mina's just an analyst it's not like Mina's a female analyst Mina's just an analyst and Colleen Wolf and and so you know you go back and obviously um you know people like Amy Trask were were trailblazers but I think what we're seeing now is much more so in terms of it's not just the one-off it is continuous it's ever every team has people um involved at um you know women involved at senior levels and and so I imagine you know that we we will again see uh a a a woman as GM and that will become a regular thing um and and I hope that obviously that continues and then it's it doesn't have to be talked about Uh, when the first time when things happen like a female ref in the Super Bowl, it gets talked about. The next time it yeah. happens, it's not a story. And so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what's amazing. I've loved I've loved kind of learning all of this as well. So I interviewed a couple of years ago, Jennifer King, um, Coach Low Locust, a couple of other amazing females. And I remember, like, for them, it was very much, we can't wait until it's no longer a first thing anymore. Like, yeah, it's amazing that I've been the first female coach to, you know, win a Super Bowl and things like that. But for them, it was very much they, yeah, they just want it to no longer be a first and it just be a normal thing that there's a female coach or female GM in the future and whatnot, female commissioner, even. There's just eventually it'll just be normal. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, um, absolutely. Um, and I suppose, you know, in terms then of um, stuff that like your, your, 
currently involved in ongoing for, for the rest of the, the season and stuff. Can you talk to me a, a, li a little bit about that? Yeah, so at the moment, I currently write about American football for a couple of brands, which I absolutely love doing. Um, the fact, yeah, to be able to to essentially be paid to write about what I love is absolutely incredible. So I love working with these brands. It's absolutely amazing. I also love being involved in her huddle um, with Sky Sports. What I love about this is just, I mean, the chance to speak about American football like is is like anything. Like even chatting to you now, like this is just, it's nice, it's normal, it feels natural. It's just a nice chat. So any opportunity that I will get to just talk and chat, I will take it. Um, but yeah, those are things I've been involved in. Um, it does, like, don't get me wrong, this isn't just a, okay, so this girl was a rarity, spoke about America, well, she's built a career from that. It's not just that. I've worked in marketing for like the past 15 years and I've got experience in marketing, social media, copyright and all this kind of thing. So it's the experience of both that has got me to where I am today. And I'm ever, ever grateful for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. If, if it was just one or the <laughs> other, um, you, you would not be as, um, as successful uh, as you are. And, and kudos yeah. to you and the hard work <laughs> that you have put into it as well. I think that's a key component <laughs> of it. And um, I suppose um, a, a couple of things then before we round off, if I had to put you on the spot and ask you for a Super Bowl prediction, given that we're now just beyond the halfway point of, of the season, uh, who who do you think uh, might uh, might meet up in Arizona? It's hard to picture anyone else but the Bills being there. I mean, that game last night between Bills and Vikings was absolutely incredible. Bills, I absolutely see being there. It's kind of hard to picture it. Who else I see? I mean, I would love to see the Seahawks there, but I don't. I don't want to jinx myself so touch wood um but yeah I, I think bills will make it 100 how about you what are you thinking i i picked the the bills to face the eagles all the way back when we did our season preview show <laughs> yeah I, I i have all i've been i've been a big big fan of jalen hurts um even since his, his college days i just thought, I think the heart and the leadership that he has and the fact that look, it took it takes time, took him time a little bit, but he knows what he's good at, and he never tries to be something that he isn't. And I think people respond yeah. to that authenticity. And I think Nick Sirianni has done a great job there. And in fairness to Howie, he's done a, a really good job. Now, some people might say, you know, they kind of lo they looked into it in some ways because they definitely explored um, some of the options uh, around trading for QBs, but. They stuck with Hertz and it is certainly paying yeah. dividends. And I, I think, um, but look, lots can happen between now and then. I mean, right now, that's what, that was then, the Chiefs are playing so well. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. to me, is he makes the magical mundane. We have become so accustomed to Patrick yeah. Mahomes just doing Patrick Mahomes <laughs> type thing that it doesn't even, yeah. it doesn't feature that regularly, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and he is... For me, I suppose he's both magical uh, and methodical, right? Because that, that offense just keeps going. They keep scoring points. Obviously, the Dolphins are really interesting. They're, they're just so explosive. And they have yeah. so, so much speed 
like how much how much fun are the dolphins to watch? They're a lot of fun, and I think that's the thing. If you looked a couple of years ago, you would have you wouldn't have even considered the dolphins being up there. But yeah, this this season they are like I think one of the most exciting teams to be watching right now, definitely. Yeah, when I when I sit down to to watch, I'm just I, you never know. Is it like because they they're so good on the ground as well, and they, yeah. they, they can just come at you from all angles. And uh, yeah, no, so really really fascinating. And Liz, just before I let you go, if people are 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 listening and they want to read more of your stuff, which I have no doubt they will want to do, <laughs> where can they find you online? Um, so my website is www.nflgirluk.com and then across Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, if that's your thing, I am at NFLGirluk. Perfect. Well, we will definitely put that in the <laughs> show notes. Uh, so there'll be links in there. Um, do check out Liz uh, on across social media, always doing really interesting stuff. And definitely one of the, the people who starts really interesting conversations on Twitter. Um, and it's all it's always good because there's so many kind of different differing opinions. Um, so it's always good. I always enjoy uh, those threads and, and seeing what people <laughs> have to, to say. Um, so Liz, is all that remains is for me to say thank you very much for taking the time to chat to me today yeah thanks so much for having me